this morning for a few minutes. We've been speaking about the angels. I want us to understand the platform by which the angels move. And so we are speaking on the pleading, the blood of Jesus. Now, pleading the blood of Jesus sounds so common to most Christians. In fact, so common that many people never ask themselves, what does it mean to plead the blood? What does it really mean to plead the blood? So many folks are not even informed. The word pleading the blood is a legal term. Or pleading is a legal term. It is exactly what you see when a lawyer brings a case before a judge and the accused stands and the offense is read out to the accused and they say to them that yes since we have a lawyer let me use him as an example Laulu, you are accused of stealing this BMW he's a lawyer so let's accuse him <laughs> and on so 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 day the picture was taken that you got into the car and you drove it away and it's not your car how do you plead guilty or not guilty? And what is interesting about the case is that the evidences are clear. The pictures are there. But sometimes the evidences are not all that is required. Because there are some other things that you may not have considered. Having the picture may still be circumstantial. You may not be aware that a key was given, or you may not be aware that somebody promised last night somewhere that you find my car, you drive it off. So here, Laulu says, not guilty. And I was like, ha! When you plead not guilty, you have to back it up with a superior evidence or argument. And so you find out when we talk about pleading the blood. We are not saying that what you said we did, we didn't do it. But we are saying we have an evidence that knocks out your position of accusation. Are you listening to me this morning? So Satan comes and says, this is what you said. This is what you did. But I come and I say to you, I heard you, Satan, but this is what I've got. Hallelujah. I bring out a certificate against the devil. And I said to the devil, the accuser of the brethren, you can't get away with this. I am pleading the blood on this basis. Now you see why you shouldn't take pleading the blood as a joke. It means whatever it is, this is your legal standing on the case to be able to say, you know what, I am justified. Pleading the blood. The blood of Jesus established a new covenant a better covenant for every one of us because in the old testament right from the beginning right from eden when man sinned when man broke the original covenant with god god had to bring in an opportunity for man to be able to stand against before him so he killed an animal he shed a blood and covered man with the covering of the animal. So the man can come again. Man will not be lost forever. This morning I plead the blood of Jesus over you. Over your house. Over your businesses. Over your children. Over your plans. Over your goals. Over your dreams. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. The blood of Jesus gives us the authority. It's the only way why we have authority. That we can speak against Satan. You and I have got nothing. 
to stand and to speak against Satan, to say, Satan, I rebuke you. You can't do that. But when you stand upon the evidence, the blood of Jesus, then you can say, Satan, I rebuke you. You're not rebuking Satan just because you've done the right thing. It was Jesus who did the right thing. Amen. Jesus Christ told us in Luke 10, 19. He said, look. He said, behold, I give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy. Look at that. Over all the powers of the enemy. I want you to just imagine the powers of the enemy. Because I give you power to trample. Wherever you are this morning, just do a little bit of trample. Come on. Trample over that sickness. Trample over that wickedness. Trample over that oppression. Trample over that cancer. Trample over that growth. Trample. I give you the power in the blood of Jesus Christ to trample. To say, I am winning. I am winning in the name of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. We have every right and provision to walk in victory. Some folks see pleading the blood of Jesus as a thing of the old. You know, pleading the blood of Jesus, <laughs> that sounds like some kind of old theology. It's not current, you know. Really. There is no Christianity without pleading the blood. Don't ever get too modern. Don't ever get too whatever it is. Post-COVID. And you will not plead the blood of Jesus. If your friends don't like it, plead it more in their face. This morning, the, the technical department were telling me that they're having some technical issues with the network. I, I said, I had you. But inside my heart, I wasn't afraid and I wasn't surprised. Because I know the devil doesn't want someone to hear what I'm saying this morning. He's afraid because you are getting your victory. Hey, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, getting your victory. The power of the blood of Jesus must be appropriated at all times. But must be appropriated with understanding of what you are doing. Let me just mention a few because our time is really short. The first thing you know that the blood does is it brings remission of sins. Now this is only done once and for all. Remission of sins. This is what you get when you get born again. Your sins are remitted. Both your past, your current, or whatever, remitted sins. Your sins, the past is gone. When someone has a growth in their body and they're being treated or they're being prayed for and they're going through, you know, like my wife's testimony, there was no treatment, but God answered our prayer. When something goes into remission, it goes off. The growth disappears. And they said this, they said the cancer is going into remission. I pray for you right now. Wherever you are, listen to me this morning. I decree in the name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, let that thing go into remission. As it came, so it will go. In the name of Jesus, instead of growing one day, it will decrease, it will decrease, it will decrease. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I watch my wife, and she begins to test herself and test herself. No thinking, no whatever, no feeling. I say, Lord, we give you praise. The first thing you see that John the Baptist did, when Jesus Christ was introduced onto the platform of this world, behold the lamb that was slain. 
for the sins of the world. He was a lamb that was slain. So Jesus Christ, he came to remove the sins of all men. Well, you can see the people around John didn't understand what he was saying. Because traditionally they had lambs to sacrifice every year. I'm going to leave that details. So you see the first thing is remission. The Bible says, without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins. Number two, forgiveness. Forgiveness. And this is perhaps uh, news to some folks who can't remember the last time they asked God and man for forgiveness. Any Christian can sin. And I'm not talking about forgiveness that is not from your heart. You know the story that they tell about a mother in the church that says, John, sit down. Because John wants to stand up. John, sit down. John refused to sit down. After a long time, she pulled John down. So John sat down. And the mother was happy that service is going on. After some time, John tapped the mom. Mom, I'm sitting down outside. But inside me, I'm standing up. Because see, that's a troublesome John. <laughs> he could at least know that and keep it to himself. There are some forgiveness that God sees inside you. So, God says here, any Christian can sin. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 8, he tells us, if anyone thinks we have no sin, he said the truth is not in us. But he's faithful and just to forgive all sins. Sin breaks fellowship. It does not break relationship. What remission does is it brings us back into relationship. But when we sin, it breaks fellowship. It breaks fellowship. If anybody has carried some old COVID mindset, you should grow because these are days that the clarion call can blow any day. I don't have time. I have no time. I'm telling you. Some people need to grow up. Sin can break fellowship but not relationship. Think about it when you discipline members of your household. You're not happy with what they've done, but that didn't change the fact that you know there is relationship. So what I don't get is when Christians now carry an offense into a relationship, you really don't know who has saved you. You don't know. You have no clue. We can have a disagreement, but not a disagreement who we are to each other. When you disagree in your office, don't you go back to that same office the second day. Sometimes we think we have all the time. I've seen younger dies. I've seen older dies. I've seen mates die. And I realize that it's a trumpet that will blow one day. To the good, the bad, the ugly. Get your act right. That's why the blood was given. You can't plead the blood when you are in error. Because the devil knows the authority you are bringing out is faulty. It's faulty. He knows. The post-COVID HCC will be one where we can disagree and still have relationship. I'm telling you, the church has been a jamboree. That's why the blood has lacked its, its potency. The blood has a cleansing power. 
everything has more value when it is clean. Everything. Everything. It will amaze you how everything can have more value. If a gold is dirty and you don't know it was gold and they all fight to you, you say, I don't want that dirty thing. When you clean it, beautiful. If a bronze is dirty, you reject it. When it's clean, I want it. If a chair or a plate, anything, a bed is dirty, you say you want it. When it is clean. Everything has more value when it is clean. And guess what? You are clean. <laughs> he cleans you by the blood. There is value to your life. The devil can't see you and begin to say you are ugly, that you have no value. You said to the devil, I am cleansed by the blood. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, 13, it says, bearing with one another, forgiving one another, anyone that has complained against another, even as Christ forgave you. I love this scripture so much. It says, so you also must do. <laughs> you must. He's not asking you for your opinion. You must. Hallelujah. To wash is sometimes translated to be freed. You're freed. Freed. Like a garment that was soiled. When it is washed, then you put it on the hanger, then it looks beautiful. Then you desire it. God desires you. Amen. And then the third one, let me just stop here. I have about seven I was going to talk about. And it's much more than seven. I thought I could cover seven. The power for healing. The reason why we plead the blood is because it's the power for healing. The Bible says in Isaiah 53 verse 5, He was wounded for a transgression. You get wounds on the surface. You get wounds on your body. That's a physical healing. Receive your physical healing in the name of Jesus. Wherever you are, as I'm speaking this morning, believe that we are applying the medication that heaven gave for your body. Receive the healing in Jesus' name. He was bruised for iniquity. That's our mental situation. Iniquities are always in the mind. Iniquities. He was bruised for that. The Bible said the chastisement of our peace. Our emotional state was placed upon him and by his stripes we were healed. This morning in the name of Jesus I begin to round up. We cancel every satanic argument against your peace. Every satanic argument against your life. In the name of Jesus I destroy the base of the accusation by the blood of Jesus. This morning, according to Romans 8 verse 1, he said, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! He said, for the blood of Jesus made you free. I decree no condemnation. Every time the devil say, I have a legal ground to stand in this life, to stand in this case, we can't sue that legal ground in the mighty name of Jesus. We stand behind the blood of Jesus. We release the healing virtue. 
we release healing virtue to touch you, to touch your children, to touch your household. In the name of Jesus, we stand, we stand behind the blood. We decree you will come out. You will come out of that bed of languishing. You are being on that bed. Somebody in the hospital listen to me. You come out of that bed of languishing. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That place of your cry will become your place of your testimony. In the name of Jesus, we decree your testimony is here. Your testimony is here. We pour the wine. We pour the oil. We pour the blood of Jesus. There is an agreement for your healing this morning. Beyond anything the doctors can give you. In the name of Jesus. According to the word of the Lord, you will serve the Lord. He will bless your bread and your water. I decree your blood is blessed. Some of you, when you eat, you have reaction in your body. But I decree in the name of Jesus, from now on, your bread is blessed. Your food is blessed. Your water is blessed. There will be agreement with your body and, your, and what you are taking in. In the name of Jesus. And he said, I will take away sicknesses from you. I decree in Jesus' name, every root of sickness be removed. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Every tumor in your body. Every growth in your body. I command them to disintegrate. Receive testimonies that doctors cannot understand how it happened. Receive testimonies that will ask you. Sometimes, I think well, a year ago, I was in Portacot. I was ministering in a morning meeting like this. And I was speaking like this, just like this. My friend's church, uh, Pastor Tunji Akinola. And there was a woman who was not in the meeting. Her husband was in the meeting. And the man received the, 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 the prayer. He said, I receive healing for my wife. The woman was a doctor herself, but wasn't in the meeting. And then the woman was going to see the doctor the second day. She's, she's been going for, for checkups. When she got to the hospital... Because she was joining us online. When she got to the hospital, they said, which hospital did you go to for treatment? Because we were still here last week. This is a scan from last week. And then they said, no, they can't see. They can't see the tumor anymore. Listen to me, because you are not here. Or because you are here. Because I'm not touching you does not make anything. The word of God is touching you. Healing is first of all spiritual. I command the word of the Lord to locate you right now. To touch you right now. To heal you right now. Every form of sickness to disintegrate. To disappear. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You are free from it. You are free from it. The fairy serpent is lifted. I command as you lift up your eyes to the hills. Your help comes. Your healing comes. That blood pressure come down right now. That blood pressure I command you right now. Receive. Hear the word of the Lord. All us. All us. Hear the word of God. I command the healing virtue to flow now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 17. You remember the story of Elijah. Elijah and the widow, uh, Elijah and the woman, the widow of Zarephath. You know, when, when she had given and she didn't understand that this is going to happen, this is going to lead to a time of famine. The Bible said because of the seed she had sown, there was a healing that came into her house. There was a breakthrough that came into her house. I command in the name of Jesus, breakthrough to come into your life. May the Lord remember your sacrifice. May the Lord remember your prayers. May you remember you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood over you. I plead the blood over you. For nothing can wash away my sin. But the blood. But the blood. Oh precious. 
Precious. He's a flow. He's a flow. He made me. Made me. Hallelujah. No other. No other. Nothing but the blood. Listen to me as we bring this service to a close this morning. I want to say to you, you are listening to me from wherever. But maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. It begins with the remission. The blood removes every barrier between you and God. It cleanses you. It takes away the past. It takes away the guilt. It takes away that barrier between you and God. And you want Jesus Christ to come and be the Lord of your life this morning. You can just indicate wherever you are. Say, I'd like to give my life to Jesus. I guarantee you that one of our counselors will reach out to you straight away. Wherever you are, it doesn't matter. On the face of this planet, somebody will reach out to you. And we will tell you a bit more about this Jesus. He will give his life so much for us. These are days that is those who know their God that will be strong. And they will do exploit. 